Get ready for the dice you deserve. This is Cosmopunk. Blood and Sand, a homebrew Starfinder story featuring the crew of the Leica 7. Hi, I'm RJ and I play V, a middle-aged, slightly overweight, slightly mad MB Vesk mechanic and their drone flyby. V's the sort of mechanic who has the intellect to build a weapon of mass destruction, but not the intellect to know why they shouldn't. Hey, I'm Pan and I play Baff, cobalt android mage, lost soul, captain of Leica 7 and currently absent on the trail of her missing father and answers to her past. Hello, and I'm Ty, and I play the Leica 7's weapons officer and local shifty-looking Yamalton Coyote, Radar. He's just managed to get the interdimensional demon god from 10,000 years ago out of his brain, and is now desperately trying to not fill the gap with alcohol. And I'm Cypher. I normally play the Leica 7's Yasaki operative otter, Ryder, but for this campaign, I'll be the GM. Previously, the crew landed at Arl Spaceport on Ryder's homeworld of Akaton. Well, one of them did. Radar took the runabout out into the deep desert, carrying the group's heavy weaponry, with the intention of looping back into the city in order to avoid our spaceport security. V landed the Leica 7 at the spaceport and was greeted by Nazim Hernandez, a Shobad border control officer. V managed to convince Nazim that the dummy duplicates of their guns were the real deal, and secured them in the Leica's cargo hold, along with their now defanged nuclear warheads. V also learned that there are multiple gangs operating in the city of Arl, pushing a dangerous narcotic called Red Velvet. The broken economy of this place seems to be the circulation of drugs flowing out of the city, and guns flooding in. Meanwhile, out in the desert, Radar experienced engine trouble, and had to pit stop at a nearby fuel station. After a tense encounter with the local cops, Radar learned that the very sands of Akazan hide a secret. They seem to drain the energy out of his ship's reactor, but in turn, they have a unique power source all of their own. Not quite understanding how this worked, he scooped up a bunch of sand, dumped it into one of the runabout's fuel cells, and made his way to the Arlian Plateau. Ground base border control didn't seem to be as intense, and Radar enters the city to meet up with V at 32 Roseborough Avenue, the home of Ryder's mum and her partner. Episode 4 Casa de Maxim. Alrighty, so last time V and Radar, you were kind of hurtling towards each other in uh, Roseborough Avenue. I think you've just caught sight of each other in the distance. Uh, what do you want to do now? V's just going to roll down the window and wave to the shuttle. Like, come uh, I'm not sure if Radar's going to see that. Perception roll. 21. Um, I'm going to say, yeah, you, you can see a big yeah. Vesk arm waving out the side of a van. How many Vesk do you know that drive vans? One. Precisely one. How many yeah. Vesk do you know? Actually, yeah. no, that's a lot. You know, uh, quite a few! It's almost like we've been to the fucking Vescarium! Um, <laughs> yeah, did you really know anything? Yes, <laughs> RJ, because you ran the damn adventure! <laughs> <laughs> you know of them, but did you know them? Would you let me land next to you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, V's not going to pull up directly into their drive. V's going to pull up, like, opposite from the address. Radar's going to fold in the wings and, and vertically land opposite. Okay, so you park up opposite 32 Roseborough Avenue in the Oasis District. Yeah. 
yeah, this place of uh, all of these houses, they're like blocky white cubes stacked on top of each other, like um, you know those uh, those play blocks with letters on them hmm. that uh, children have, like that, but completely bleach white. Some of these houses have got lawns. Some of them have got very large lawns. Uh, some of them have just got bushes. Fucking lawns. Grass was not meant to survive on a planet like this. V, give me a perception roll. Uh, 15 plus P is 4, etc. 15, 30. 30. Yeah, you, you... This grass pisses you off to no end. It, you're right, it shouldn't grow here, and it is a shitty monoculture. But you sort of look down at this stuff angrily, and you realise it's not grass. It's astroturf. Yeah, it's plastic. It's all plastic. That's even worse! <laughs> not only is it not even contributing anything to the ecosystem anymore in terms of being a habitat for any kind of insects or anything, it's just recycled, not even recycled plastic. It's just going to degrade into microplastics and poison the only water supply this planet has, and then give all the residents cancer. Can, can Radar walk up? I can up just at... grow desert plants, yeah. you shitheads. Can Radar just... I'm going to go talk to the king after this. Can Radar just walk up at this point? Yeah, V's just in their van ranting about, no, like... I like to imagine they've got out and they're just staring at another garden somewhere. They're literally saying all of this out loud. Because <laughs> Radar is going to walk up to them and be like, V, V, stop yelling at the grass. Oh, this is so stupid. Come on, even you can see Stupid. This is... V, this whole planet is stupid. Oh, I mean, no, 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 hear me out. There's a desert out there that's full of red crystals that steal all of the energy out of your reactors. Wait, what? Yeah, come with me. Yeah, V's going to go with them. Yep. You're, um, you're, you're saying all of this to each other, um, ranting at, uh, at a lawn, and there's a little uh, Yosaki grandmother sort of staring up at this vesk, like, <laughs> what, what, what are you saying about my lawn? Sorry? And yeah, she kind of like squints through her spectacles yeah. at you as, you as you're ranting at her lawn. Sorry, Mum, my, my, my friend here is, is just a little bit skewy after Your a long journey. Your ecosystem is bad and v, you should v, feel bad. V, 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 V. Come on, I want to show you the strange crystals. Come on. Okay, fine. Yeah. Also, out of character, I actually had my hands on an imaginary V there, like on the shoulders and at the belly. <laughs> just dragging them, yeah, them just away. Like, come on, V, come That's on. Like, gently pushing. Yeah, right. And Radar opens up the back uh, and he takes out that uh, spent fuel canister. He says, hold this and throws it to V. Uh, v catches it. Do they get burned? No, you don't get burned. It, it's okay. hot to the touch. Yeah. Well, it's mm. surprisingly warm. What, it is it spent or this is spent. Now look inside it. He's gonna open it up. And when they were talking to uh, Nazim, did Nazim tell them anything more about what red velvet looks like? You just know it's called red velvet and that it's um it's a narcotic. Here. Uh where did you say you found this? In the desert. It's just literally you go out there, past the city limits, just scoop some sand. Huh. I mean, I was talking to border security when I was coming in. They're saying that they got a drug problem with something called red velvet. Well, the crystals are red. Mm. Oh, done. He's going to get their data pad out and Google, or space Google, red velvet. This doesn't look like a narcotic. I mean, nothing looks like a narcotic until he snorted it. Yeah, give me a give me a culture check on red velvet. 26. Yeah, that's enough. So you do a quick search and you find a few factual articles and historical documents on this red velvet stuff. It's a synthetic compound made from faster ore, which are the little red crystals that radar found out in the sand. Oh, right. And once refined, it can be turned into thasterite, which is the starship fuel that used to be Acton's primary export on the galactic market. 
However, when the Driftgate technology was introduced, the demand for Thasterite plummeted along with Akaton's economy, and a few savvy businesses were able to continue shipping fuel locally on Akaton, but some more ruthless individuals discovered that Thasterite, if refined even further, could be converted into this dirty synthetic chemical called Thasteranfetamine peroxide, commonly known as Red Velvet. It's massively illegal within the packed world, as all narcotics are, but the desperation of Akaton's supply chain forced this drug into industrial production, which made a handful of criminal gangs very rich and very powerful. Yeah. The drug itself is supposed to induce this dizzying high, along with sort of heightened senses, but the physical cost of extensive use is staggering. It looks awful. You find a couple images of users that have had their fur fallen out, they've lost limbs, some have gone blind. It's a really nasty drug to get addicted to by the looks of things. Yeah, I mean, Radar, good news. The uh, the fuel you picked up is also drugs. <laughs> is it? Yeah, I mean, if you I refine mean, this enough, according to what I'm reading... So it's not a drug, it's the raw material for a drug, right. It's like the Starfinder equivalent of crystal meth is red velvet. Mm. <laughs> v tucks it into their pocket. No, V, put it back. <laughs> What? Put what back? The, the thing you just tucked into your pocket. That's my fuel rod. <sighs> Fine, here's your drug back. <laughs> and it's not a drug. It's raw product. It's not a drug yet. It won't be a drug ever, V. I mean, it could be. <laughs> could you honestly look Ryder in the face and say you've been snorting red velvet? Mm, <laughs> yeah. You've done you worse. <laughs> yes, but usually, but usually Ryder's involved. <laughs> 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 right now we've got a we here we've got a job to do. Here's your battle rifle. Radar chucks them. Thank you. Let it, and then he starts grumbling in your molten. <laughs> I mean, I had to go through a fucking truth race to get through here. Well, because the desert literally steals all your energy, I had to make an emergency landing at a fuel station where I just got charged twenty five credits for an ex whatever series fucking fuel rod, only to discover that. Twenty five credits. Oh, to, only to discover me. That I could just go outside and put sand in the rod. Well, <laughs> ah, you got you got conned. I yeah. mean, and then oh no, even better, friggin' they've probably got some kind of energy shield over this city that just prevents you flying in. Like they're afraid of some kind of aerial attack. Not like they've got a fucking shield around the whole planet. Which meant I had to go Maybe through fucking to... customs. Which means I had to bloody lie to a. Oh, oh, I had to lie to a fucking someone with a truth ray around me. So. How'd that work? It's a truth ray. Well, yeah. I just was very vague and nebulous. So you didn't lie to them? Mm, I didn't lie to them. So you I didn't have to lie at all? You just you just had to I not had to, speak? I had to use my brain to think of ways to get around not you telling them that we're actually here to... You're supposed to use your brain! I'm done. Right, let's just go do the job. Let's just get to go around in circles. We've got to go and talk to Ryder's mm -hmm. mum. Go around in circles like you trying to fly around a border. Anyway. Well, I'm sorry, what was that? At this point, Radar, you feel like a you feel like a little uh, tugging sensation on, on one of your rags, and it's the Sisaki grandma. She's sort of like, Come, "Are you two okay, Mab? Did you just walk into my runabout? Oh, you in the runabout? I thought you were just like <laughs> bitching at each other outside. Oh no, we're in the runabout. But I like the idea that she just wandered in. Yeah. Um. Well, no. Okay. She she kind of like is peering inside through the docking hatch. <laughs> are are huh. you two okay? Oh God, she can see V holding a rifle. She doesn't seem to care at this uh, point. 
that radar is, is going to there's going to be a moment where his ears kind of go back and the drill drops a bit like ah and he's going to glance at me <laughs> glance back at her and be like yes we're fine it's just been a very very long and stressful journey yeah we're new to Akaton and we're still adjusting yeah oh all right okay um it, she kind of adjusts her spectacles you get the impression she can't see very well probably for the best and yeah she kind of trots away she kind of trots back up into her house thank you though <laughs> yeah go away grow better plants boat v what? She also is quite hot of hearing, so she doesn't hear that. Thank fuck. Oh, I'll have to yeah. yell it next time. <laughs> the, right. There, are, there are going to be fake plasticky lords around here because nothing grows and people like green. So mm -hmm. you're just going to have to accept <laughs> that for now. And I'll tell you what, when we're done here and we are leaving, I will build you a megaphone so that you can scream it at the top of your lungs at them. But I need you to hold it until then. And I will hold you to that. Yes, do. I'll happily do it. I just I just need you to not right now. Fine. I will temporarily distance myself from... Their shitty monocultures. Yes, that. Yeah. Right, <laughs> now let's go find Ryder's mum and her partner. Wait, hold on. Before, we can't just like walk up to the front door and be like, Hi, Ryder's mum, it's us, people you never heard of. We know your, you know your daughter, but you don't know us. We're going to squat in your house for a while because of terrorists. Why not? Well, no, we need to think of a tactful way to present all of this new information that is going to come to her from people she has never met in her life. Well, we've got to get in the door first, so how about... Hey, is Ryder in? <laughs> no, that won't work, because our, our whole cover story involves us pretending that Ryder's in hiding and that we're there for their protection. Can Ryder come and play? Yeah, can Ryder come out <laughs> in the street and play? Remember, our, our cover story is that the Aslanti are after Ryder and all of Ryder's family... So Ryder's hiding, and we're looking after her family for her. So why don't we just tell her that, then? Yeah, but you've got to phrase it in the right way. Like, you can't just be like, hello, the Islanti want to kill you. It's got to be, hello, we know Ryder, uh, and here's a convincing explanation of how we know Ryder and why we need to protect her, and then follow up with, and so we're going to be here for your protection. One of us is going to stay in your house if that's okay with you, and the other one is going to... I don't know, keep long-range support or whatever. It's all about phrasing. Ryder has already told her mum about us. We're pretty distinct. Has she? I'm not sure she hears. I wish we could ask her. Okay, give me give me a straight intelligence roll to see if you remember if oh, Ryder has ever... Oh, dear. What? I, roll. I mean, that's... I rolled a one, and that's not a skill check. So Ryder is having some kind of aneurysm in the back right now. It's all on you, V. Uh, I rolled 14, which is better than one. Fourteen. Okay, Radar, you don't know. He's done that thing where his eyes unfocus and his jaw drops. <laughs> oh, great, right. Radar's crashed. Um, so yeah, Radar crashes. Uh, Windows XP noise plays. He does the coyote brain freeze. <laughs> um, v, you definitely remember. Yeah, um, Ryder has... You remember at the end of the mission you guys did on Zoe, she called her mum... And mm. she spoke to her about um, her crew that, okay. uh, that she does jobs with. So she definitely knows about you. She knows you by name and by description. So she will probably recognize you. All right. Yeah. Radar? Radar? Huh? What? what, what? Waves sorry. their hand in front of Radar's You all right there? Yeah, sorry. There was a, a moment. There was like a blue background and some really green grass uh, and some clouds. It looked very fake. It is now safe to turn off your radar. Waff, 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 waff. <laughs> anyway, that was strange. Yeah. Meanwhile, back in character. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, okay, so I'm pretty sure that Ryder's mum knows who we are. How do you want to play this? Just go out to the front door, not knock. Hello, we're Ryder's friends, you're in danger. Can yep. we come in? Literally less to go wrong. Yep, let's do it. Radar just sets yeah. off. I heading. probably won't take the rifle. Oh, wait, hold up. Radar's gone. He's got his guns. Yeah, if he's going to take the Magnetar rifle, I'm going to stash it in the back. Probably under like one of the rear bench seats. So it's not in view. Yeah. Right. All right. So, yeah, you go up to... You walk out of the runabout. Uh, do you lock it up? Yes, definitely. Yeah. V, let me do the talking. Yeah. Lock up your ship. Mm. Um, you go to 32 Roseborough Avenue. There's like a, a cute little mailbox outside the front of it that's got 32 written on it. It will be the and... only thing that survives the coming apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> what does Ryder's mum's lawn look like? Well, uh, 32 Roseborough Avenue is another sort of blocky white set of cubes stacked on top of one another. Two floors. It's got one big set of windows with like old school wooden shutters with little hearts carved into them on the ground floor. Aww. There's a little red cobblestone driveway with um, a white garage. Cute little rock garden with um, a small white fence around it and it looks like uh, the early stages of those fruit plants growing within the rock garden. Yeah. I was, I was going to say, does it look a little bit like the peace garden that Ryder's got going on in the Laika? It does. Like mother, like daughter. It's got fruit trees and like cactus growing out of it. Okay. Um, also, can I get a perception roll? Yeah. From both of you. Uh, that is 33 for me. Oh, it's a nat 20. Which means that total is 35. Yes. Okay, you both spot it. Um, there's... There's also like lots of like big flat rocks in this rock garden, and sitting on one of them, there is a big toad-like creature, and it's spread out across one of these these big flat rocks, and it's sunning itself. And it's got these sandy brown sort of warty lumps on its skin, dark black stripes across its face, and it also has these um, strange red crystals growing out of its back. And it's got its eyes shut, and it looks like it's asleep. Just sunning itself on one of these rocks. Yeah, that's going to sidelong glance at V. <laughs> Desire to lick toad intensifies. <laughs> make sure that V is staying on the path. <laughs> oh, I'm not going to lick the toad. Yeah, it's kind of cute though. Uh, oh yes, of course. Just let's focus. Okay, so are you, are you, you said you wanted to do the talking. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to do the talking. Radar walks up to the door and knocks on it. Okay, before you get there, the second you get close to it, its eyes sort of open and they blink asymmetrically and it's got these big red <laughs> eyes and the second you start going towards the door it leaps off of its rock and sort of slaps down on the path in front of you and it sort of looks up at you radar and it's blocking the path and it starts growling and hissing at you and this thing is big it's about the size of a labrador they have a guard never frog can i get two more perception rolls please never heard a frog like that was before. yeah uh, 16 plus 15, which is 31, sorry. Yeah, and 22 for radar. Okay, yeah, you both see it. It's got a collar round its neck. Of course it it's does. It's got a little <laughs> black collar with a little silver tag on it that reads, If lost, please return to 32 Roseborough Avenue. Answers to Des. Hmm. What do you do? <laughs> flyby perches on top of it. Um, okay, uh... the second flyby gets near this thing, it sort of hops backwards a bit and it starts barking like a dog. Stop like barking up at the um, fly guy and trying to like. Actually, one sec. V. <laughs> yeah. Maybe don't antagonise 
the frog dog that can maybe shoot some kind of heat thing because it's got those red crystals coming out of its back, man. I don't know what they do. Yeah, well, it's the easiest way to find out. While you're saying this, a big tongue shoots out of this thing's mouth and latches onto Fly Guy and sucks Fly Guy into its mouth. Ooh. Oh, it could just be a big frog. Okay. We'll see about yeah. that. I was going to try and lift up this thing by its tongue. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Your move, Toad. Yeah. Um, okay, so it's it's kind of like struggling at this point. It's trying to like pull Fly Guy down, but Fly Guy's like jets engaged, and it's like pulling itself up like a, a barnacle from Half Life Two, and sort of barking loudly. It's it's making a proper commotion, <laughs> and it's it's kind of like wiggling in the air. And at this point, um, the front door opens, and you hear a voice say. What, what in hell is all that noise? What's going, Des? What, what's going on out here? Oh, who answers the door? Oh, is it? Hang on, we're radar and V looking at the drone right at this point in the flying frog. I think we yes, were, we're, you're we, looking yeah. at this ridiculous sight of a large Labrador-sized toad hanging off the bottom of Fly Guy, who is desperately trying to get away from this thing before it gets eaten. <laughs> Fly Guy's trying to take this thing to face now. Radar's mouth is open. His ears are back again, and he's just slowly shaking his head. Okay, at this point, um, you see Ryder's mum. What? And she steps out of the porch and is like, What is going on out here? Oh, oh um, hello. Uh, we're, I'm Radar and this is V and I guess that's Fly Guy with... Hello. Des? Are you Ryder's mum? She has like a, a, an expression of sort of shock on her face, but when you say your names, she's like, Oh, oh you're, you're Ryder's colleagues. Yes. You're, you're run. She looks at V. And says, you, you must be. Um, she, she kind of like holds her arms out. Like, come here, Des. Come here. It's, it's all right. Calm down. Calm down. Manages to pry this toad off of Fly Guy, and it kind of calms down a bit once it's in her arms. And she's like stroking it on the head. It's slightly smaller than her, so it's quite a interesting sight. But yeah, she she looks at V and she says, oh, you, "You must be. Um, you must be V. Yes, you're, you're V." Hey. Yeah. yeah. That's me. And she looks at uh, Radar and says, And you're, um, Sonar? I'm sorry? You're, you're Sonar, yes? <laughs> oh, that's definitely sticking. Yes, but let's go with Sonar. It might clear up some confusion. <laughs> oh, wonderful, wonderful. And, and she's like, um, she puts Des down, and he kind of hops inside the house. Yeah. I mean... He's quite fluffy, you see, so sometimes we call him Fursona. <laughs> no, we don't. There is an immediate kick to the shin. <laughs> Tabitha doesn't notice this, but she's like, she's calling back into the house. She's like, Mel, Mel, come and look. It's it's Raiders' colleagues and friends. They're, they're out here. Put the kettle on. You, you two, come on in, come on in. Oh, thank you. Um, sorry, bit forward. What should we call you? Because currently we've only sort of referred to you as Mrs. Ryder's mum. Oh, oh that, that's okay. Um, call, call me Tabs or, or Tabitha, whatever you like. It, it doesn't matter. Okay, thank you. Uh, and yeah, come on in, come on in, please. Yes, yeah, we're, we're, we're coming in. How how small is it? Because <laughs> V and Radar oh, no. are not tiny. <laughs> okay, so this house um, has actually got quite high ceilings for a Yosaki household. Oh, oh thank, thank you for that. Yeah. It's yeah. There's enough space for you, like in the hallways and in the rooms, but you have to duck to get under the doorways, under the door arches. Yeah. And yeah, um, Tabitha looks 
just like she did in that photo you saw on Ryder's data pad. She looks like Ryder, but about 30 or so years older. Slightly more plump, uh, wider hips. She's got a rounder face, and she's got this, this warm little smile, and greyish hair with a curly fringe. Um, she also has much thicker arms than Ryder. She looks like she's done a lot of hard physical labour in her youth. Yeah. And rearing a, a small child that likes to escape. Where Ryder's mum is more hench than she is. Radar is going to, over the comms, just quietly, say to V, Could you position Fly Guy outside somewhere camouflage where they can keep an eye out? Just to start with. Yeah, yeah it's worth a shout. V's going to... Does this uh, cube have a chimney? Uh, you're not sure yet. Oh, uh, just beforehand, um, she goes inside and she sort of beckons you to come in. And when you go uh, to go inside, suddenly the door slams shut in your faces. And you're not sure how that happened. It just looked like it shut on its own, automatically. Huh. Well, I'm getting mixed messages. Yeah. And then a few seconds later, she comes back to the door and she opens it up. Says, no, Tally, let them in. They're friends of the family. No, I can see they've got guns. I'm not blind. They're friends. Now you do as you're told and let them in. Sorry about that. They're ever so overprotective. Come on in. Come on in. Who? She so, who's your house? What? Oh yes, that's um that that's that's my old drone. That's that's uh, Talison. You have a drone? Well, yes, yes. I've got. Uh, come on in. I'll tell you all about. I'll tell you all about everything. I've got ever so much to talk about. Did you me. say the drone's called Talison? Yes. Do they do poetry and bardic work on the side? Um, well, they're not quite that advanced. I just um, trained them to help me with my, um, my technician work back in the day, but... Um, okay, just checking. Yeah. They just look after me house now. Okay, okay, okay. V makes yeah. a mental note that Ryder's mum is an engineer. <laughs> She's a mechanic. She's yeah. got drones. Yeah. How did Ryder go so wrong? Wait, hang on. Have they turned the drone into the house? Yes, Ryder's mum's drone is her house. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Does it get up and walk? Um, oh my god! I'm not sure yet. Is she Baba Yaga? <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking Howl's Moving Castle, but you're not sure yet. But you you sort of come into this this nice house, pristine-looking white hallway into the lounge. There's two pairs of shoes on a little shoe rack, and pretty much nothing else. Um, spotting the shoe rack, um, Radar's going to stop and, and start taking off his boots. Oh yeah, good call. Nice, nice etiquette. V, v, v spots your, your boots. Uh, these take like ten minutes to iron. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna, look, I've got at least. Oh, you have big metal boots. On. Yeah, yeah, we've got. I've got at least thirty shackles to get off these things, so it's going to take a minute. But we have to do this. Fine. Nobody has ever seen V's feet. I don't think to this point. Or oh, if they are dainty, I will not stop laughing. Oh no, uh, the massive vest claws, but. And yeah, you guys have taken your boots off at this point, right? Yep. Uh, yes. I probably have to roll like engineering for that. But... You need to roll engineering to take your boots off. Do it. Have you we... seen these boots? <laughs> yeah, we have. Would you like a Would you like an assist? Sixteen plus. Uh, no, your engineering is so, ridiculously uh, 36. high. Thirty-six. Uh, Thirty-six. Because yeah, I'm an engineer. It, mm -hmm. it this takes... is my life. <laughs> It takes a good five minutes to undo all of the little latches and switches and screws that you need to take your boots off. Mm -hmm. You have a little handful of bolts afterwards that you need to put back on. You stuff them those in your pocket. But you're finally V's dainty little Vesk feet are now <laughs> free to breathe. <laughs> now cannon. Now cannon. They're very well manicured. They're not. They're not little, but. 
they're, they're, okay. they're looked after. Yeah, they're, they're, they're average size. They just look clean. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yeah, you put these, these giant hulking boots next to a little pair of slippers and sandals that are, belong to Tabitha and Mel. There's like an ornate-looking mirror on the wall in front of you, and at the top of this mirror, a, a green light comes on on the top of it, and it looks a little bit like an eye just watching you. Hello, Talysin. How are you? It doesn't say anything. The light just blinks off and on again once or twice. Oh, I'm guessing it's two bleeps for good? Yay, we have a dialogue now. Thank you. <laughs> and then the, the green light goes off again. Yeah. Flyby perches on uh, V's shoulder and bleeps at the house. It doesn't bleep back. No. Flyby looks dejected. Aww. Aww. <laughs> it's it's kind of hard to look dejected when they have a fixed face. But Radar pets fly guy on the top of the head briefly. <laughs> Not sure what the um, technicalities of that, because that's like petting V's soul. That would be a bit of a taboo. Yes, in the, but you've, um... you must remember that Radar and fly guy were yeah. interlinked quite recently. That is also true. Yeah. yeah. Um, I guess you've been inside each other's heads, so it doesn't really matter. It, it's, and then, it's weird. And then, Flea, yeah. and then V's going to send Flyby outside to uh, perch up on the roof and just keep a watch. They've no idea what okay, they're watching yeah. out for yet, but they're just keeping a general eye out. So Fly Guy sort of goes over to the front door, um, and the door opens, letting them out. And you sort of... Uh, Tabitha's like got her head sticking out, and she's sort of waving you. Come on through this way. This is the lounge in here. Oh, thank you. You're kind of led through. You have to duck under the archway to get into the lounge. Um, this house on the inside, uh, it, it looks like a Sylvanian family's place set. There's very, oh, no. um, <laughs> there's very like kitsch little furniture and decorations. Nothing too cluttered. It's all very neat. It looks a bit like grandma's house. There are two like comfy-looking armchairs with doilies on the headrests. One of these armchairs has got what looks like breathing equipment next to it, like. It looks like an oxygen tank. There's a big sofa on one, one wall, stacked with cosy cushions either end. There's what looks like a mantelpiece propped up against the wall, um, but there's a very strange sort of docking port where there should be a fireplace. And it's got what looks like a, a flux capacitor just sort of wedged into the wall <laughs> where there should be this fireplace. And on top of the mantelpiece, there's... Um, picture of Ryder's graduation photo. Very yellowing framed picture of Ryder as a child, beaming happily at the camera. There's an analogue clock on the wall that is ticking way too fucking loud. <laughs> Fuck's sake, I get that reference. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> and there is air conditioning. Beautiful, sweet air conditioning. It's nice oh, and cool in this place. Chilly now. <laughs> so yeah, what, what do you do? Yeah, V's just gonna like plomp down on this sofa. Probably be far too big for it. V plomps onto the sofa, and it's one of these soft sofas that hugs you back. Oh, yeah. God. This sofa's trying to eat me. Yeah, it, it curls up around you. It, it sinks into a tired U-shape when V sits on the sofa. What about you, Radar? Are you just going to stand up in this room? Uh, he's probably going to very, very gently perch more on the edge of the sofa. Alright. So yeah, you sort of perch on the armrest. This clock is just ticking. It's, it's like an analogue clock and it's the only sound and you can just hear like a uh, little clattering of uh, cutlery from the kitchen somewhere. 
Mel, come and have a look. Come and see, come and see. And uh, Tabitha trots into the room and she's got two cups of something. She hands them both to you. And then Mel comes in. And Mel is a dark brown Yusoki beaver. And she's quite stocky and slightly taller than Tabitha, slightly bigger. Big round glasses and buck teeth. And she's wearing a, a teal dress and uh, it's, it's, got, it's a teal dress but it's got like tiny white spotty pattern on it. And when she sees V and Radar, she sort of smiles and nods. Um, Radar, you've got your gun on you, haven't you? And your armour. Uh, yes, he'll have taken the gun off and sort of propped it next to him. Okay, so yeah, she um, she sort of smiles and nods, and then she notices the, uh, the gun. She's like, um, oh, ha- hello, everyone. Um, oh, uh, okay, okay. And she kind of nods, and she looks a little bit... Uh, taken aback by the sight of uh, a giant rifle uh, propped up against the wall in her lounge. She goes to the kitchen and uh, gets some more of this strange liquid in a, a little cup. You're not sure what it is yet. He sniffs. Uh, it's tea. <laughs> and they, yeah, they both sit down in their armchairs. Mm. Yeah. Well, th- this is amazing. I, I never thought I'd, uh, <laughs> I'd get to see you so soon. Where, where's, um, where's, where's Ryder? It's a stab her. <laughs> Looks oh, pointedly uh, at Radar. Uh, Radar's going to sip from his cup. And be like, oh, this tea's quite quite pleasant, thank you. But uh, mm. I'm afraid that there is a reason we're here. Oh, well, well, why are you here? Are you down um, j- just for, just for pleasure to see Akaton? It's a it's a lovely city this time of year, I must say. Mm-hmm. Eyebrow raised. Ah, well, we've we we've seen the outskirts um, yet yeah, coming in here, uh, but mm. it's. Mm, uh, I'm going to be forward with you. You're all right. What, what, whatever's the matter? Uh, tr- I'm trying to think how to phrase this. Um, well, t- take your time, darling. In short, has Ryder explained to you what we do? Yes, she said. You're um, your mercenaries out in the diaspora. You yep. do um, various jobs for people. It, it, quite dangerous. I mean, I, I had my fair share of danger when I was Ryder's age, so I'm okay with that. Okay. She said the gritted teeth. Mm-hmm. Mel kind of like shuffles uncomfortably in her chair when Tabitha says this. Um, well, as you know, as mercenaries, we take on jobs that are quite dangerous. Um, mm, yes. But I do like to feel that we have a strong moral compass when it comes to deciding what jobs we take on. <laughs> Liar. <laughs> We're not in the truth field anymore. We can say what we want. With this in mind, we've had um, a fallout, shall we say, several times with the Aslanti Empire. Um, and as a result of that, um, basically they threatened Ryder's family. Which is you guys, I'm afraid. Which is you too. So we did want to meet you anyway. We've been kind of looking forward to it, and it's very nice. Um, but we are also here for your protection. Hence the guns. I'm sorry this is all very sudden, Uh but this tea is very nice. At this point, um, Mel kind of looks at Tabitha, and Tabitha looks at Mel. Just they've got slightly wide eyes, and then they look back at you, and then just like um, Tabitha's just like, "Oh, well, I, I assure you, we, we we are quite safe from the Aslanti Empire here. <laughs> I mean, they've tried to invade this planet once already. Yes, uh, it may not be the Aslanti that, that come with. There's other other players involved." 
Yeah, I mean, yeah. we're fairly certain they're working with some of the local gangs as contractors to do their daily work for them. So, Ryder asked us very nicely if we could just stop in with you guys in make sure that nothing happens while Ryder sorts a few things out in the back end. Yeah. And we obliged because we're good friends. Yeah. So, hello. Give me one moment. Hi, I'm Radar. And this is me. They, they all don't know our names. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're sorry. <laughs> um, was like, that was like half to me and just half in general. <laughs> okay, um, Tabitha is kind of sitting there just sipping her tea. She's not quite sure what to say to this. But Mel looks at you, Radar, and she sort of says, um, so the... The Islanti is, is hiring gangs now, is it? They're not doing their own dirty work? We think so. Like you said, the last time they tried to meddle in this place, it didn't work out for them, so... Well, I hope you'll excuse the cop speak, but that doesn't really sound like their MO. I mean, it didn't sound like their MO until I started doing it. Yeah. This is the Islanti Empire, who are very direct and upfront normally, and then they start doing things with, like... Imprisoning eldritch deities and asteroids and all sorts of other weird stuff with time. Yeah. Can V roll a bluff? Well, you're not sure um, what Mel meant when she said that. She could be a cop, or she could have been watching one too many cop shows on the television, uh, the Holonet. You're not okay. sure. Okay. Uh, okay. So in lieu of that, then I'll ask. Say, so, wait. You said you used to be a cop. Oh no, no. I I I, I watch um, CSI Arl, um in the evenings. I've uh, picked up a few things, you know. The CSI um, series, yes. Yeah, mm. famous for its accuracy. I mean, I, uh, okay. My favourite bit was when they had two people on one keyboard. <laughs> I can't say I've seen that episode before. Yeah, it's it's a it's a watcher. We're going off what Ryder told us basically. She's fairly convinced, at least, that someone's out to get you guys. And while she sorts out investigation, works out what the backstory is behind that, she just does uh, ask Daz to uh, stop by and see how you guys are doing, and maybe just make sure that. There was no actual threat, or if there was, take care of it. Hence, the guns. So, I mean, I'm pretty sure there's nothing to worry about. And we'll get a call from Ryder to say all's clear, and then... At this point, uh, Mel kind of frowns a bit. She looks at the the gun propped up against the pristine wall again. I don't know, has it left uh, it, it smudged or something up against well, the wall? Well, I didn't or? prop it against the wall, I sort of lent it on the arm of the, the sofa. She kind of looks at this, um, this weapon, and she says... Um, well, maybe if Ryder called home a little more often, she would have told us this information. Tabitha kind of glares at, um, at Mel when she says this. She's got... She's one of these people that has a nice round little smile most of the time, but she's got a, an angry glare that can turn your blood to ice. Mm -hmm. She's one of those people. Uh, intimidate plus 20. Hmm. Guess that ability comes in handy on a planet like this. Mel kind of looks away at this point, scorned, and Tabitha says... Well, look, it doesn't matter. If, if we are, uh, if you think we're in danger and you need to keep us safe, then I'm, I'm happy for you to stay here. Um, we've got some, a spare room that you can stay in if you boys want. Oh, um, well, I mean, Radar, you can crash there. I was planning to sleep in Stanley. But yeah, you, yes, that's basically your nest. No, you don't have to sleep in your vehicles. It's much more comfy in here. Oh no, T Tabitha, it's probably better that V sleeps in their vehicle. It's like, are you, are you absolutely yeah, sure? Yeah, I just don't want to share a room with Radar. 
He mm. farts in bed. I do not fart in bed. What? No. How would you know? How would you know? <laughs> Tabitha, Tabitha looks at you and she's like, oh, okay. No, she's I like don't. on the side of her no. nose and winking. <laughs> no, that doesn't happen. That doesn't happen. Um, but yeah, she says, um, oh, there's, there's quite enough space inside. And um, and we've got this nice swimming pool out back. Uh, if you boys want to have a swim and cool off a little bit. Oh, a swimming pool. Hmm. Uh, maybe. Yeah, so I, I think it's been cleaned well, recently, hasn't it, Mel? And Mel kind of like uh, nods and says, "Yes, yes, it's 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 um yeah, you boys can have a swim if you want." Oh, thank you. Well, I, we should probably do it one at a time then, so at least someone's on guard. Uh, and Mel looks. Mel is still looking a little bit apprehensive around you two, but Tabitha is looking a little more trusting. Well, if it's any help, we probably won't be here too long. Um, oh, I mean, I'm hoping not anyway. Ryder reckons that. Oh. Feel free to stay as long as you like. I've got a little bit of a busy week this week, and Tabitha's like, "Oh yes, yes, we've got um, we've got acrobics tomorrow. Um, I've, I've got a dress rehearsal for a play I'm in, uh, Killer in Crimson. Have you heard of it? It's a, a Lashunta Noir story. Very, very um, tense, very moody. Um, oh, actually, you, you boys can come and see it if you like it. It's um, it's on at the end of the week. Of, of Fair course. enough. It makes sense. If yeah, it does. Like we've got to provide close protection, basically. So if we're there." You know, we can do that. Aye, there you go, and you can come see the play. It's, it's bums on seats, you see. The director was very um, eager to get people coming to coming to watch. It's a little amdram thing. It's not um, anything amazing, nothing like you see on the on the Holonet. But um, I, I try my best. I've got a musical number in it, you know. Oh, really? Oh yeah. What was it called again? Uh, Killer in Crimson. Killer in Crimson. What they mm. held that at the local city centre or? Oh no, it's it's nothing is it's nothing quite that theatrical. It's on at a little pub just in the evening. Huh, fair enough. I mean it sounds like a good mm. time. Yeah, that could be um, that could be fun. But yes, I've got the I've got the dress rehearsal for that tomorrow evening. Uh, the day after that we've got uh, a neighbourhood watch meeting in the afternoon, uh, bridge in the evening, um, and then the day after that, uh, opening night of the play. Oh and I suppose we'll need to go food shopping at some point. A few boys and rider are, are gonna be staying. Well, you've got yeah. a full day. You do a lot of things. Um I I I will say this right now though. Are you okay with having what, at least one of us with you for most of that, just in case? Well, sure. I mean, you've got to keep me safe, don't you? Okay. And Ryder's, Ryder's mum winks at you. Well, Ryder's <laughs> mum is super chill. Yeah. Ryder's mum is horizontal. She's that laid back. <laughs> Your life is immediately threatened. Yes, but would you like some tea? <laughs> Mel is is um, looking at this, and she's she's sort of tensing up. You can see her sort of like... She's got a buck tooth, and she's like tensing is up it? and sort of biting her lip, and it's very visible that she's doing this. Uh, she's a beaver. Reading mm. the subtext, GM, is it like she's normally the protective one, and we're stepping on her territory? Yeah. Yes, mm. you get that impression. Yes. Um. Well, the other thing I have to ask as well is that: Do either of you two have any form of self-defense? One sec. Oh no no I I I don't uh, I don't carry any weaponry um, in town I, I don't want no. to arouse the suspicion of the local law enforcement you see mm. um, Mel could you um, could you run uh, and, and get us another spot of tea and Mel sort of um, nods and stands up and um, takes the sort of empty cups have you have you finished yeah uh, oh we we drank that tea immediately a single gulp yeah, yeah. it's a very small cup I just imagine they held the, the like dip their tongue in it like hmm, gone. and it's gone <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, so yeah, Mel um, takes these these empty cups outside, and then um, now it's just you and, and Tabitha alone in the room, and Tabitha kind of looks out to the kitchen, and she looks at the mantelpiece, 
seven shotguns in the fireplace. Uh, all of a sudden, I, I described it as a flux capacitor, didn't I? Yeah. Um, this three-legged creature pries itself out of the mantelpiece, and it's like a little tripod, about the size of a cat. Oh no, not more tripod drones. It's completely um, faceless, it's just a very basic, um, simplistic-looking uh, drone, and it kind of trots up, it goes behind the um, sofa. Tabitha reaches behind the sofa and pulls out what looks like an old hunting rifle. And she kind of looks at you and just she presses her finger against her lips wow. and puts it back down behind her chair. You any good with it? She kind of whispers, says, um, belong to my ex. We used to go out into the desert and shoot tin cans off of the rocks. Yeah, hmm. But don't tell Mel. <laughs> she thinks I got rid of it. Tell her what? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. a boy. Yes, yeah, so... Um, and, yeah, she, she kind of puts it behind the, um, the sitting chair and her drone does something and it sort of slots back into the mantelpiece, just like it was before. And then Mel comes back in with some, with some tea. <laughs> Radar's going to nod at that and be like, your drone seems very capable. Oh, yes. Taliesin used to, uh, used to help me out when I was uh, working on my own, running my business. Quite capable. We used to, used to do the job together while um, Ryder was at school. I used to have a little company called Maxim Mechanics. Hey, what kind yeah. of stuff are you up to? Oh, I'm, I'm retired now. I had to sell the business when, um, when we moved out of the city. And um, Ryder went off to, to Academy. And she's looking a little bit more solemn now. Hmm. But anyway, um, enough of that. Uh, I'm nice and retired now. Nice and happy. It, it's nice out here. It's... It, it's comforting. It's it's a break from the the constant noise and the hustle bustle of the city, you know. Yeah, it mm. seems seems pretty nice enough. Mm, and we've got some income coming in. Mel does uh, consultancy now. She, she used to own a little gambling shop in the city, but that's uh, that's closed down now. Mm. But yeah, it's it's very comfortable out here. Seems it's nice. Seems pretty peaceful, and we're fully intending to keep it that way. Hey, I hope you do. Sips there too. <laughs> Radar has uh, the saucer sort of held up. He's got the little cup and he's, his finger has actually extended itself involuntarily, the little finger, and he's drinking it like that. Well, that's a very interesting way of drinking tea. Huh? Oh. <laughs> it's okay, he's foreign. I've, <laughs> I thought that's just how you held these. I'm sorry. Mel, Mel kind of tries it and says, oh yes, that's, that's actually very good for balance, isn't it? Ra Radar's desperately trying to make his pinky finger close and it's just not having it. Well, he's got the cup. <laughs> The, the British, it's too strong. <laughs> People have started wars over this. <laughs> and yeah, it's uh, the sun's starting to go down now. It's like um, sort of late afternoon, early evening. What do you want to do now? Um, Tabitha says she's got like a free evening today, so you guys can go out somewhere. Um, Ryder said her plan wasn't going to go into action until two days after she sent the initial message, and that was a day ago. So you've probably got some time to prepare or do some exploration of the city or yeah. just chill if you want. Uh, v kind of wants to do some reconnaissance, but they're thinking of doing that late in the evening, just going for a drive in Stanley to check like, like local road layout, uh, access ways. Can you see in the dark? Uh, they can see in low light. Do you have the trident with you? No, they gave it away. I mean, you shouldn't need to see in the dark. There's like uh, street lamps yeah. outside and it's not, it's not dark yet. No, later on in the evening. They have power of headlights. Would you like a coyote with you who could see in the dark? Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, in the meantime, but, what Radar would like to do is check out the spare room. Okay. Uh, so, go on then. You're going to like ask Tabitha to see yeah. the spare room. V, uh, V's going to make like small talk with Tabitha while Radar goes upstairs. Yeah. Um, okay. So yeah, you you go upstairs. Um, Mel kind of like guides you up uh, this quite narrow flight of stairs. It's narrow for you. It's not narrow for your soggy. Yeah. Um, Radar's desperately trying to not <laughs> smash things off the wall with his guns and armor. Well, V's got no fucking chance. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Would you like a dex roll? That, give me a dex roll. Yeah, go on. Yeah, that is nineteen total. Nineteen. That that's fine. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's a few like pictures going up the wall. Little beaver Yusakis. You're not sure um, who these people are. They must be like Mel's side of the family. Yeah. And um, there's like three frames going up the the wall on one side of the stairs. And yeah, she takes you to a spare room. It's quite small, but it's got a nice comfy bed in it. It, it doesn't look like a rider's room or anything. It's just like a very standard issue uh, white sheets. There's about five layers to these sheets. It's um, You're probably not going to need them all because of um, the heat of this place. Five, five layers, you say? It's got like a mosquito net um, in front of the window, another little aircon unit. There's not much in here. There's like a wicker chair and a bed, and that's about it. And some kind of hoover that doesn't look like it's worked in 20 years. Yeah. One bed. Yeah, radar is going to sort of take all this in. And be like, this is this is very nice. Oh, thank you. Hey, um, we we did, we never use this room. We just kind of use it as a dumping ground, really. Now that's that's fair. Um, I'm going to ask if do you mind if I turn it into basically a sort of my lookout? There's this uh, window's got a nice view over an approach from this direction, so I might post up here if that makes sense. Mel kind of scratches the back of the neck. Please don't turn our house into a, a sniper's nest. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to. The, the most I'm going to do is open the window and take the light bulb back. That's it. That's just, just turning it into a sniper's nest, but described differently. <laughs> she she looks at you and she sort of um, she's got an, an almost pleading look in her eyes. She says, I've I've just had quite enough gun violence for one lifetime. Yeah, well, to be honest, we'll try and intimidate anybody away first. The guns are a last resort. All right, just uh, Mel's like not sure what to say. She's kind of um, stumbling over her words at this point. Before she turns to go red, I would have just sort of held out a hand, sort of like in a friendly sort of way and be like, look, this is probably the strangest thing that's happened in a while, and I get that. We're not here to destroy your home. We're here to make sure that you and Tabitha are safe for Ryder. We'll do our best. Okay, um, can you give me a can you give me a diplomacy role, please? Because you are telling the truth, but you're trying to comfort uh, a scared old woman. Yes. Um, oh boy, <laughs> plus one. <laughs> that would be a 15... Okay, so you're saying these words, and they're genuine, but I want you to imagine the person saying them. It's half coyote, half toaster. It's got a giant gleaming red eye sort of gleaming down at this this little beaver, and you can see her knees trembling slightly. Yeah. You're not sure you've um, <laughs> assuaded her fears in any way, but she, she, she nods. She says, all right, all right. Um, are you a good shot with your with your guns? I like to think so. Okay, uh, just just try not to hit any of the neighbours. Okay, all right, and we'll um, we, we won't have any trouble. Of course, I, I, I won't. All right, okay. And yeah, she kind of walks out of her room and sort of holds onto the banister outside, little little shaken by this. Yeah. Uh, downstairs, uh, Tabitha is um, <laughs> she's still sipping on her tea. So, 
Which one of you is Ryder's partner? <laughs> v spits out their tea. <laughs> Wait, what? Oh, um, sorry, that was a little forward, wasn't it? Oh, uh, that's <laughs> so good. <laughs> uh, neither of us, but I think I think she's seen someone, but it's not any of us. Ah, Mel, you lost the bet. <laughs> Wait, how much did she lose? Because double or nothing, I can probably get in on it. Oh no, we did, we didn't bet any money. I just I said no, 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 no. Ryder wouldn't um, wouldn't date her colleagues. She's not. She's a professional, and Mel wouldn't believe me. Who's laughing now, Mel? <laughs> V's just like dumbstruck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. God, how do you recover from that? <laughs> That's exactly the kind of awkward shit that mums say. Yeah. So I thought that would work. Oh. Um. I mean. But yeah, at this point, she's like, uh, "You mentioned the Islanti earlier. Uh, I, I, I just, I don't think they would try and pull anything like that again. Give, give me a moment. Give me a moment." And she goes over to a, um, a drawer in the corner of the room, and she goes through different boxes, different files, different folders, and she pulls out a tape. It's a, a super old, obsolete medium, like a, a VHS tape or a, a Betamax tape. You, you haven't even got anything on the Leica that would read this. Wow. That's old, old-school tick. Right. Um, this is... Um, uh, hollow net footage that my uh, my great grandmother took. Uh, one moment, and she uh, she's got like a, an old school hollow vid player. Um, she pulls it out, blows the dust off of it, uh, pulls the hatch up, and slots this triangular tape in. Presses it down, and you hear this thing sort of whirring into life and playing the analog tape. And a little hologram pops up, but it's black and white, and there's no sound, and there's a kind of static noise playing over the top of it, and it's black and white footage. World War II-esque. The frame rate is slightly lower. Mm. Is it over-cranked, so uh, everyone's moving like really slightly faster? Than yeah, you see these like Yosaki and uh, Shobad and Akishti soldiers, and they're moving very, very quickly, and one of them's got like a, a plunger, and he's like smiling at the camera, and he points up at uh, something, and you recognise what he's pointing up at, and it's that pyramid in the centre of Arl that you saw. The one that had the big portal on top of it with a bit yeah. missing. But in this footage, the portal is complete. And you can just see... Uh, it looks like the back end of an Aslanti battlecruiser going back into the portal. And there's, like, people down below, like, cheering and sort of pumping their fists up into the air. And it goes back down, and this uh, little Yusaki soldier, he presses the plunger, and the portal blows up. There's, like, a spark of um, the fire and the portal just disintegrates, it crumbles and sort of slumps against the uh, the, the bottom of the pyramid. Hmm. Good for you guys. So, yeah, well, that, that was the last time the Atlanti tried to invade. Well, that's the thing, that's why I reckon they're probably using uh, like proxies now. They figured taking over this place directly was too difficult, well, but if they need to get dirty work done, they're just recruiting local shits to do it for them. Well, the last time they came here, a long time ago, they got worshipped as gods. Really? Yeah. Wow. The people here, they had a, some prophecy that uh, the ones that would come through the portal would be their gods. But we cottoned on fairly quickly when they tried to oppress us and conquer us. They could have just played it safe and said, yeah, we're your gods. Worship us. But they didn't. They weren't happy with that. Bloody Islanti wanted to be rulers and conquerors. 
And at that point, we cottoned on and fought back. And we forced them back through that bloody portal, and we've never seen them again. Hmm. But yeah, um, you see this footage sort of like tucker out towards the end, um, the reel stops spinning. It's reminiscent of that World War II footage of um, the American soldiers strapping dynamite to the big swastika on top of the Reichstag and blowing it up. Yeah. It's not, it's the Nuremberg. Oh, sorry, the Nuremberg building. Yeah, but I don't know. I mean, I'm, I trust Ryder, and if Ryder says that she reckons there's an Aslanti threat, then I'm just going with what she says, but... Right. Yeah, I mean, I mean, have you ever had much, like, contact with these gangs that operate on this planet? The checks their, checks their notes, I don't know. I mean, they used to, um, they used to drop by our house all the time when we were living in the city, but we never had any trouble with them out here. Hmm. They're not supposed to come this far out. This this place is out of their territory. I don't. Oh, their territory. I don't. Are they? I don't quite understand why they would. Uh, why they would think. Why they would come out this far? And she's like scratching the back of her head, trying to piece all of this together. Money's a powerful motivator. Perhaps it is money. Perhaps it's drugs. Perhaps it's guns. I don't know. Oh man, the main point seems to be uh, someone somewhere's got it potentially in for you guys. And I don't know. Uh, between radar and I, we can take out. Up to a medium-sized army, I reckon. So, well, I don't think you've got anything to worry about. But all the same, we're just going to keep an eye on things for the next like couple of days. Can Radar come in at this point? Uh, yeah, Radar, you sort of drop back down the stairs, come in. Mel is uh, still upstairs. She's gone to her bedroom. She's doing something. You're not sure what. You get me in one of those gigants for you. I can take on a whole army, full-size. <laughs> <laughs> You're not allowed to drive one of them in the city. They didn't even let us take half our guns in here. That's all right. I'm pretty sure they've been extinct for centuries now anyway. Oh yes, the sun will be setting soon. Uh, we can go out to a, a bar if you like, have a, have a little drink, have a little talk about, I'm, I'm sure you've had a lot of wonderful adventures that um, with, with Ryder, I'd, I'd love to hear them so much. <laughs> Looks incredibly nervous. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we'll definitely tell you all about them and not leave anything out. Looks yeah. pointedly at Ryder. <laughs> Radar's, Radar's about to throw V under the bus and say, you go V, I'm going to set up here for the night. I mean, I'm fine with it. Oh no, you you must come out with us, Sono. You you must come out with us. <laughs> it's, it's um. Come on. It, it it's radar. I'm sorry. <gasps> radar. Sorry, not Sonar. I'm I'm dreadfully Sonar. sorry. Sonar. You mean you lied to me? Actually, slap V. Ow. Yeah. I I have such a terrible memory these days. No, it is radar. You're right. You're right. Um, radar V. No, you must come out with us. Um, I know a nice little place just just outside in the commercial area. Mm. I mean, I'm up for it. Is Mel going to come? I'm sure Mel will. Mel? Yes? Would you like to come out for cocktails, dear? And Mel's like, yes, I, I, I think I would like that, yes, yes. I'm, I'm sorry to sound rude, but I, I'm really not feeling out tonight. Um, I am. Oh, you sure? Yes, I'll, I'll, I'll sit this one out if that's okay. Uh, oh, I can, well, I can do a wander around the local area and see if there's anything we need to know. Okay, so... I mean, the neighbours are very friendly. There's, it's, it's just one big long street in in this place. There's uh, there's nothing really much to, to recon. As I say, it's very safe. It's it's got a border. It's got a gate. What what's what's behind the house? Uh, a swimming pool. And behind the swimming pool, another swimming pool. Doesn't that one doesn't belong to me? That belongs to my my back neighbour. Oh, the net. You, your your gardens back onto one another. Mm hmm. Yeah. Okay, that that helps. Um, what's the Motion detection like around these houses, if you don't mind me asking. 
Oh, well, that's something I was going to discuss at Neighbourhood Watch. Um, I'd like to get some kind of close-circuit television uh, camera installed outside every single house in this place just to make sure, just to keep everyone safe, you know? Uh, but th there isn't much in the way of um, uh, se security in this place that doesn't need to be. We haven't had any problems in this area for a long while. Mm. I mean, that's probably something we could help with if you guys are thinking about fitting something anyway. If, if Ryder is, um, is is on a mission at the moment, I, I, I would actually quite like to be a part of it. And Mel is kind of like shaking her head <laughs> this. I mean, I admire your gumption, but I don't think you want to get involved in the sort of missions that we get up to. I, I assure you, I got up to a lot of exciting things when I was Ryder's age. I can handle a bit of excitement now. And, and Mel's just like, Tabitha, I've, I've seen your cardio... Darling, you, you you really can't. And Tabitha gives her the look again. <laughs> She's like old Ryder. God, how do you tell somebody you're old? <laughs> <laughs> At this point, uh, Tabs is just like, if you won't come out with us, uh, Radar, you you can feel free to stay here if you like. Uh, guard the house if you like. But V, um, please come out for a drink with us. Oh, Maybe absolutely. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I've never been to an Acton bar before. Well, um, we, we do have quite a, a range of drinks here. They're made from the local fruit. Oh, the mango thing. Mango thing. Oh, no. Uh, V's going to, like, uh, shit. You've eaten it. They, you they have they no eat it and there's no <laughs> Yeah, when I was uh, on the way down here, I was in traffic, and there was someone selling these, like, uh, orangey, like, fleshy fruit-type things. It was quite sweet. It was quite nice. Oh, you must mean a kefalock. Yeah, they're very nice. They're um, very nice. Yeah, they, they can be brewed down into a nice, uh, nice mead. That's uh, a base part of a lot of cocktails here. Brewing does improve most fruit, so... Yeah. It does indeed. I'm glad you agree. No, I'm well up for that. And yeah, Radar, if you're doing a scout out, then I can give you a list of things to check, and... Yeah, sure. You can uh, um, meet up afterwards and compare notes. If, if you're okay as well, I'd like to um, have a, like, a conversation with Talison as well, just about other things, anything that might occur. Can't think of anything off the top of my head right now, but if the night proceeds... Oh, um... <sighs> I think I can hook up some sort of conversational unit with Tlyson. Uh They're not really wordy. Um, I, I never really needed that for them. I, I, I stopped using them for a lot of uh, technician work when I was quite young. It, it's, it's fine. I, I find machine answers are probably most straightforward when it comes to these things anyway, so... I just realised that technically uh, flyby is perched on Tlyson. Um You all are, yeah, technically. There's, there's no technically <laughs> about it. They just are. Yeah. <laughs> You are currently inside Tlyson, and Tlyson is watching you. And they seem alright with it. <laughs> the goal of perching on every drone in this campaign. <laughs> and at this this point, um, Rana's mum, she starts wheezing a little bit. <clears throat> You're right. Oh, shit. V suddenly remembers that she needs to take medicine. Yeah, well, one moment, one moment. It's, it's fine, it's fine. And she kind of um, stands up. She reaches behind the, um, the seat, and a little mechanical arm grabs like a breathing mask and sort of hands it up to her. She takes a big <sighs> gulp of it, gulps it down. Uh. <coughs> wow, are you sure you're right there? Oh. Yes, yeah, it's um, a bit of a side effect from the uh, the dust, you see. I, I used to do a lot of uh, cleaning duct work in my youth and um, it's given me a bit of a breathing condition, but <coughs> it's okay, I just need uh, I just need to take some breaths, deep breaths. All right. Uh, I mean, do you have like an inhaler to take out with you, or 
Uh, yes, I do. I'm. Uh, I need. Uh, oh, that's another thing I need to do this week, uh, Mel. R- remind me. I need to go to get my prescription from the uh, from the doctors. <clears throat> I mean, if you want, we can go pick it up for you. Save you the trouble of going out. Oh, you're sure. I, d- I don't want to be a bother. If we're doing recon anyway, then. Oh, okay. All right. Um. Well, yes. It's. Uh, it's. Uh, one second. Let me just read something. <laughs> <laughs> I've got. A, I've got a note of this somewhere. Okay, um, so, so yeah, if, if you do decide, uh, go to um, go to the local pharmacy and uh, ask for Kefloxium B. It's a very refined medicine. It's made from a, a rare flower in the uh, the underground caverns on underneath Al. It's called the Dragon Rose. But uh, yeah, Kefloxium B is what is what I need. Should get get like a, a week's worth. That should be enough. Okay, fair. I mean, if you can just pick it up from pharmacies, then yeah, sure, grab you some. Yes, ju- just call my name. Uh, just say Tabitha Maxim. Uh, th- th- they'll know me. In, yeah. in the local local fancy. All right. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. I mean, grab that. Grab your kite, and we can head out. While well, radar goes okay. doing boring, doing boring stuff. Okay. And yeah. At, at this point, then um, she sort of nods. She she goes out into the hallway. Um, Tabitha and Mel put their slippers on. Tabitha's got like a, a little white blouse and her classic mum jeans, but she's got like a, a big red plasticky pearl necklace. Yeah. They both uh, they both trot out, and and they say. Are we walking? Are we, or should we take your vehicle? Oh, it's, it's about it's about twenty minutes walk. Yeah, Don't drink and drive, V. I'm up <laughs> for a walk. I'm not you. <laughs> Good answer. Okay. Um, so yeah, V and uh, Tabitha and Mel walk to the, one of the local pubs. Um, they they have a few drinks. Uh, the sun is like starting to set over the city of all now. There's like a pinky orange haze hanging in the air with a, a slow gradient of yellow setting on top of it. This big red sun gradually melts into the sandy horizon and you can see where the name of that cocktail Ryder likes to make comes from now. Oh, the Axon Sunset. Yep, and there's, there's a nice little pub. It's got uh, sort of like a thatched um, parasol over a table outside and you can hear a distant prayer call going out over the city to um, Lao Shao over a, a tinny loudspeaker from a minaret somewhere, distant mosque, somewhere in the city. And just about here, over the noise of the nightlife that's starting to wake up now. And this prayer call is very distinct because it sounds like the individual singing it, just belting it out over this loudspeaker, has got three tongues. Hmm. Fancy. So, yeah, you're, you're enjoying your drinks. Back at the house, uh, Radar. Yep. You get a call on your datapad. Hmm. Who's it from? It's from the robot Butler. Butlerbot. Butlerbot is calling me. Yeah. The bar is on fire. (laughs) (laughs) It's not. (laughs) Answer. Hello, County Borg. You stab them, we slab them. There is a message waiting for you from a Mr. Harry Bueller. Harry Bueller? Will you take the message? Yeah, sure. Playing message. And yeah, you get this um, this voice come through. Says, um, "Oh, what? I, j- I just start talking to you, and you'll okay, okay. Uh, hello there. I was wondering what time the bar was going to be open again. Uh, I spoke to your robot, and he said that you guys were away from the outpost. Uh, I was just wondering what time Ryder was going to be back because uh, we had a lot of fun talking last time. Instant suspicion. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll try it later. I'll I'll come back tomorrow. Um, oh, it's it's Harry, by the way, Harry Bueller. I'm the Otter." We, uh, Ryder and I spoke a lot last um, last night. All right, uh, see you guys soon, I guess. Hands up. You have no more messages. Shall I reply? 
Reply that Ryder no longer works there. This unit will inform Harry Bueller that Ryder no longer works at this establishment. Is there anything else? Anyone inquiring after Ryder. She no longer is employed at this establishment. Tell her that. Tell them that. Affirmative. Have a lovely evening. You hangs up. You two... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Butlerbot has any concept of lovely. <laughs> he doesn't. He's just heard other people well, say that. Yeah, V, we... Wait, you're not here. Oh, well, V and I didn't program them to say the word lovely. I don't think we even know what that means. Why Maybe Ryder did, from? you're not sure. Ryder doesn't have any programming skills. Well, she has some, but not as much as you guys. Yeah. She is an operative. I'll have to purge his personality matrix when we get back. He'll love it. <laughs> so, yeah, um, we're, we're sort of wrapping up now. What's um, what's Red, uh, Radar going to do as his sort of final? He'll be asking action. to license, like, about history of the area, any approaches that they would have spotted as a, as a drone. Um, and then he will probably post up in the spare room with the light off and his night vision on... Just watching the area. Okay. Um, yeah, Talysin, it's quite difficult to coordinate with and speak to. It's a very simplistic AI. It looks like it was only used for almost handing Tabitha tools while she was working in the ducts. Yeah. Um, but you can get sort of yes or no answers out of it, but you can't really get anything complex as to geographical layouts, hotspots, kill zones, any of that stuff. <laughs> Yeah, that's so yeah, um, you're just gonna like pitch up in the um, in the spare room. Yeah, sat well, um, at the window, slightly back from it, with the binoculars out, and the night vision on, doing what he does best. <laughs> oh man, it's gonna suck for you when uh, slightly drunk V comes back into the house, turns the light on, and blinds you. It won't blind him. That's a movie thing, and you know it. <laughs> um, it depends. Night vision does get dazzled. What are you? What's the... it gonna do? Get more green? Yeah, you just get a full green. It, it'll be slightly shocking if it suddenly happens. Anyway, um, you're, you're sitting there in the dark, looking out over this neighbourhood. It's a, a very quiet suburban neighbourhood. There's some kind of cricket um, chirping outside. There's these little firefly lights sort of buzzing around. And then the sort of street lights flicker on. But there's not much in the way of traffic outside. There's barely even um, any road traffic going by, any, any uh, air traffic going overhead. It's a very quiet neighbourhood. And then you see a little light uh, come on just above the door arch, and a small mechanical arm lowers down onto the wicker chair a glass of water. Oh, oh, for, oh, for radar. Oh, right. Uh, radar's yeah. going to. Oh, uh, thank you. And he'll take it and he'll sip at it. So, yeah, radar's sat there in the dark keeping watch. V, Tabitha, and Mel are sort of having drinks and tactfully talking about Ryder's adventures yep. as just the sun sets. Keeping in the important bits, but leaving out just enough to make it not look like we're constantly almost getting their daughter killed. Yeah, yeah, I get you, I get you. And, yeah, and then the sun sets, and the nightlife kicks up. Your first day on Akaton is complete, and we will leave it there. Mm, yeah. Radar's actually having a good time. He never gets to do this. Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised that Radar is kind of adapted into this environment, but I think Ryder's mum being chill has kind of uh, helped him do that. She hasn't, like, full-on panicked about her Ryder, daughter being Ryder's mum is turbo-chill. Yeah, mm. we, we had no idea what her personality was like, only from what Ryder, uh, Ryder had told us. It's really, really cool that she's actually super chill. Ooh, one thing. Yep. Mm. There is a post-credits scene. Oh, 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 here we go. Okay. We cut to a Sanjaval transport freighter 
somewhere out in space. It's got these enormous cargo crates hanging off the side of it. And there's a battle-ready corvette parked sideways and upside down in front of it. It's blocking its path. And every now and again, a little escape pod will out the bottom of the freighter and start heading towards a nearby moon. And on board the freighter, the power has been cut and the life support system has been flushed. It looks abandoned, but then the lights flicker on and the oxygen starts to refill all of these enormous rooms in the ship. And there are small um, figures, five of them, standing on the bridge. And they're all wearing silver spacesuits with a chromed faceplate. And each suit has got a red stripe across the right shoulder. Mm. And one by one, all of the cosmonauts, they flip up their faceplates and look at each other. And they're all different Yosokis. And one of them is Ryder. Atta girl. There's this big, burly wolverine, and he's standing up on the captain's chair. He says, um... Okay. Not bad for the first half, but don't get cocky. Stick to the plan. Bricks, Mush, go to the airlock and take care of the bodies. Whiskers, you fly. I'll nav. Deadbolt, fish guts. Go and make sure the cargo is secure. We fly for Akaton in ten minutes. Understood? And they all nod to one another, and they team up and go their separate ways. And you see Ryder in a spacesuit and a little male weasel named Deadbolt go to the giant hatch in the cargo bay, and they open it and step inside. And Deadbolt goes over to the circuit breaker and flicks on the lights, and these rolling up lighters come on, circuit by circuit, one by one. And Ryder's looking up, and then her jaw drops, and her eyes go wide at what she sees inside this cargo bay. And Deadbolt's doing the same, and he whispers, You ever seen anything like these, fish? No one's gonna mess with us when they see these. We're gonna be rich. And Ryder looks over to him, and she's got a hand on her hip, a few inches from her sword. She hesitates for a moment. This guy's just a kid. He does not deserve what's about to happen to him. But then she thinks of her family. She thinks of her friends protecting them. Don't think. Don't talk. Just act. Ryder flicks her sword out from its sheath. Deadbolt looks back to her for just a second. His eyes go wide. We smash cut to black. Nice. <laughs> Until next time. It's Until nice. Next time. It's nice catching a glimpse of Ryder's super edgy backstory. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> moshi moshi, and once again, thank you for listening to Cosmopunk. If you're still hankering for more, check out our Twitter and the community Discord. Links are in the description below. If you want to support us, check out our Kofi store. Tips from amazing people are very much appreciated. We'll be seeing you all in two weeks' time for another episode. But until then, shoot straight and roll high. Bye!